What's up, everyone? This is Daryl Terrell with The Real World. Hope everybody for an epic weekend. On episode number 48, we have Sarah Vaughn on, who is the owner of Fresh Fit 405. She's a mom, a former competitor. So, guys, let's welcome Sarah Vaughn. How <laughs> Thank are you? Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I am good. So we appreciate you coming on the podcast and talking about your business, Thank you. talking about you. So let's get into it. How did you get in the food industry where you're serving prepared meals to different people across Oklahoma City and so forth and so on? How did that happen? Um, well, <laughs> sometimes it's still a mystery to me. Um <laughs> I, it was kind of twofold. Um, I, let me just say, I don't have a culinary background, so that's why it's such a mystery because, um, I don't particularly love to cook. Um, but two things happened to me. Um, one, I fell in love with bodybuilding mm -hmm. and that was when I started to compete and really learned the power of food. Um, and then gosh, I got divorced and I have three kids and I was a single mother. And then I was an only, all of a sudden, an only parent um, when my ex-husband moved away. And I just had to find a way to have some flexibility mm -hmm. um, so that I could still be a mom. Um, and be, I had, they were uh, 13 and 10. They were young still. Mm -hmm. So um, I needed to be home and have some flexibility. So in a re very roundabout sort of way, I ended up cooking for people at a gym that I was a member at. Um, and honestly, I started just right in my little house cooking for my friends um, and trying to teach people what I knew about really just about meal prep, like mm -hmm. what it looked like, what, and it was really just, I had a heart for moms who were trying to feed their families and feed themselves. And I was 42 at the time. And, you know, things were, things were changing for me as a woman. And anyways, we were just, I was trying to keep it real um, and stay in my jeans. And I wanted to teach everyone how to do that too. <laughs> and so that's really how it started. And it just grew, really just grew from there. That's awesome. So Let's start where you mentioned that you was a competitor. Yes. How did going through the process of prep lead you to your process of starting a food company? What, I guess my first question is, what did you learn most about your preparation for your competition that led you in a way to starting Fresh Fit 405? Well, I think at the heart of what I learned with competing was obviously discipline and consistency. Mm -hmm. um, and that was where I saw people struggling the mo when I got away from competing and wanted to just teach people what I knew. That was the part that they couldn't really uh, wrap their mind around for themselves. They couldn't get that part. Um, so really... Um, I, s I honestly started out sort of thinking I would be a trainer and that was fr frustrating for me because I, well, A, I wasn't very good at it and B, it's hard to sort of peel back the onion mm -hmm. of the reason why people, um, 
you know, can't accomplish their goals. Right. So um, I was really just in a spot where I was like, how can I reach people with the best way? Um, and what does that look like? And how can I teach them about discipline and consistency? And I was just like, well, I could cook for them. And just like it's edu- like it's supposed to be educational every time they open that box of food, you know, like, OK, this is what looks like. This is what um, planning looks like. This is what um, consistency looks like. And then in the end, if they, you know, hopefully they put together that they feel better. Mm-hmm. Number one. Um, and then they look better and they um treat well not that they treat everyone better but you know everyone when they feel better right, they're just right. gonna it just flows down from there when you did your first show how was that experience for you and how did eating change your mindset about what it takes to be a competitor well uh, first of all uh competing was amazing it was a really it was something that i just um was sort of influenced by a friend who was doing it out of state. And I was like, I'm going to try that. I mean, I really just pulled it out of nowhere. Um, And I will say competing for me um, really brought out, this is going to sound super like, it just really brought out what I felt on the inside Mm -hmm. to the outside. Like I finally had sort of a come together moment. for me. So reaching that goal um, was pretty amazing. And so what was the second part of your question? <laughs> um, how was competing for you? And then um, I guess my other question was, um, how did it help you in your life as well? Right. Well, it changed. I mean, I've never gone back really it changed my diet forever. Mm-hmm. I never really went back to, I mean, I've just tried to perfect it mm-hmm. from really that moment on. And I always thought I needed to compete to sort of stay that discipline and stay that consistent and stay that clean with my diet. But I did find out that I could do it. You know, I didn't have to have the competition goal right. necessarily to mm-hmm. just continue to um, to work on those aspects of my diet and build muscle. And st- I always wanted to stay, you know, lean. Um, and so, yeah, th- that's what, that's how it helped me. It really just changed everything. When you were just mentioning just a second ago, I felt like it was on the tip of your tongue. What was that coming out moment for you that helped you the most? Um, you know, it was confidence. Probably it was a lack of confidence that I had um, previous to that. Um, I didn't know that I wanted muscles. And mm-hmm. <laughs> but when I got them, um, it felt really good. And it gave me a sense of, you know, just um, centering sense of some, you know, it was a powerful, it's a powerful thing to be able to um sort of construct your body the way that you want to and um, get up on that stage, which is frightening and get judged, which is strange. Um, But it was it was really fun. Um, So, you know, it has really inspired most everything I've done after that. 
You know, so many times women have the tendency to think that, you know, here I am, I'm going to start weight training, I'm going to eat better, and I'm going to immediately get bulky, or I'm going to get too muscular. What has been your resource for, in positive words, for the women that you serve Fresh Fit 405 to help them understand that eating better doesn't necessarily make you more muscular, right. but helps your overall wellness. Gosh, um, it's a constant conversation with people. You know, I mean, I'm sure you see this. You see people killing themselves with cardio. Um, and I'm always talking to them about dialing that back and lifting heavier. Mm -hmm. um, and they do have preconceived notions about, I mean, I have plenty of women, especially when I was maybe a little leaner and um, they would be like, well, I want to know the secrets. I don't want to look like you. <laughs> I was like, no offense. Um, but, you know, they definitely were like scared to mm -hmm. have some muscle. And um, so I just, you know, it's a constant conversation just about like not to be scared of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, especially women who are, I think, 40 and over are willing to try. I mean, I think that's one time where they're like willing to try anything. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you know, maybe now's the time that I change what I'm doing. It's hard, sometimes hard to reach younger girls. And, you know, especially when you're an older, over 40 woman, you know, I can reach that 40 year old woman a little easier. And when you are walking the walk and talking the talk and you have kids and you can relate in all sorts of ways. Um, and then you're like, and then go ahead and lift heavy. They're like, okay, maybe she, you know, maybe she's moms, you know, that, you know, they start training in the gym. They want to, you know, get in better shape and lose weight, put on some muscle. How can fresh fit 405 be a good source for them to aid in what they're trying to accomplish? Well, um, you know, what I'll say, what I love about food and what I found so powerful about a clean diet is, I mean, across the board, honestly, um, no matter what your goals are, whether or not it's to gain muscle or if it's to lose weight or if it's to manage disease, uh, or if it's just convenience, you know, it's all the same diet and it's just in different portions. Um, so, you know, the consistency is truly probably um, what Fresh Fit offers the most. Um, you know, if you plan ahead, if you can learn how to plan ahead and you get your meals, um, it's a no brainer. That's what you eat and yeah. that's what you're going to grab and it's going to aid your. Um, you have to be working on both. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, it's exhausting. If you're leaving one out, you're yeah. not going to what you want ever. When it comes to using healthy nutrients along with weight training when it comes to women and them wanting to put on muscle, what is some of the advice that you give them when they're really green and truly trying to understand what it takes to implement everything together to accomplish certain goals for themselves. 
Well, I definitely talk about leading with protein. Um, you know, I'm definitely talking about taking out, you know, fresh fit is gluten-free and all the dairy is on the side. So I definitely talk about taking out certain parts mm. of um, food. Uh, and not everyone has sensitivities to it, but I have found that overall to reach certain goals, um, you can leave, you can leave gluten out and you can leave dairy out. It's really not going to age you all that well. Um, so I definitely tell them to lead with protein and, but I also do make sure to tell them to stay balanced. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, um, I, we don't, I don't talk about fad diets very often. It's just always about whole, clean, well-balanced meals. Um, and again, definitely telling them to make sure that they're eating because they're not going to get anywhere not eating. I mean, it's really just really just trying to get them to change their lifestyle forever. Right. Um, and that's really what I'm usually trying to, to get them to do. You know, so many times I feel like, you know, you um, was once a trainer yourself. I'm still a trainer at this time and, you know, trying being a structured plan throughout the day where you don't have to guess as much mm -hmm. and you can not have to think so much about it and just going with the flow. What are some of the things that you can tell women that's going to be listening to this podcast and guys too? What is best for them in order to stay on the right track when it comes to eating to help them reach their goals to also look great and feel great? Um, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with age. Well, number one. Okay, let's say um, I definitely preach routine, just like obviously you do too. Um, and, you know, getting your exercise in in the morning so that you don't have to think about it later in the day when you're tired. Um, and definitely making a plan for your food. People find it so regimented, but honestly, it's like because you don't have to think about it. It's just available. I mean, there's nothing worse than looking for healthy food when right. you're hungry. Like, it's impossible to find. You just can't make good choices. I mean, I've been there, but sometimes I still do it. Um, so, um, you know, then I'm trying to think of what else. Um, sorry, I just lost my train no, of thought. Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> uh, um, so routine, um, and that's number one. And then really to just stay on track. I mean, the other thing women need to hear is that along with making a routine and staying on track is that when you fall off, all you do is pick yourself up mm -hmm. and start over because people, I think that's what, you know, they start off with the greatest intentions and then they grant themselves absolutely no grace in making mistakes and, um, they just throw their hands up in the air and say they're done until they they're going to start all over again three months later. Right. So it's really just about, um, you know, making mistakes, picking yourself back up, trying better the next day. Yeah. Um, and that is just honestly how you learn. Um, you know, I definitely want them to be thinking about how they feel when they eat food that's good or bad. Mm -hmm. um, really just trying to keep, um, them 
you know, engaged of why they're choosing certain foods mm -hmm. at the time, even if it doesn't mean you don't, even if it's like, you know, like, what are your emotions right now? Even if you still choose to eat the cupcake, like, just be aware of the emotions mm -hmm. because um, maybe next time you'll decide, you know, have the same emotions and decide not to choose sugar um, and such. So it's a yeah. constant, you know, it is just a constant sort of taking out habits that we've, that we're used to and replacing it with, you know, just some mindfulness. Yeah. When it comes to eating, you know, women tend to, have you know to go off emotions and those emotions tend to make them want to eat more what's some good advice for women to what's a good let me rephrase that what is a good go after what's a good snack for women to go after when they are in that moment well, that's a tough one. But, um, you know, I am a believer. First of all, I have I eat plenty of sweets um, and I have plenty of emotions. <laughs> I can't seem to get rid of either of those things. So usually I just try to um, tell people, number one, when you're reaching for it, like I said, be mindful. I mean, honestly, sometimes it's like ask yourself three times if you really need to have that. Sometimes the answer is, yes, I really need to have it. And mm -hmm. that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I talk a lot about dark chocolate. It sort of just is enough of a sweet um, to sort of curb that appetite um, and, you know, and not have the horrible effects of too much sugar. Mm -hmm. um, and, another, you know, just a healthy fat, you know, um, and sort of incorporate something that is just going to feed... Um, you know, we do like little peanut butter bites. I mean, that's a nice treat to have yeah. something to look forward to during the day. Mm -hmm. um, you can eat one and then you can move on with your with your life and you don't have to think much more about it. You know, I want to reiterate on what you mentioned earlier about um, um, when it comes to, you know, falling off track. One of the most important things also, guys, is just, as Sarah said, don't just stay off track. It's falling off track somewhat is a normal test of your willpower when it comes to eating better. Right. That doesn't mean it's going to happen overnight. It takes time. You have to give yourself enough time to fall into the new structure and don't just stay off. Get back on, get back hustling. Don't let that be the demise of why you stopped completely. It's not about just quitting. It's about that, you know what, you're human and these things happen you know what, tomorrow I'm going to get back in the gym, I'm going to kick ass, and I'm going to make that cupcake pay for it. <laughs> it's really about that. So, you know, the next time you go to the cabinet and you're reaching for um, your favorite cookie or whatever it may be, it's okay. Just don't keep going back every night. And making sure that you're staying dedicated to your routine is what is most important. Um, you know, Sarah, I've watched you over the years when it came to you competing, you being a trainer, 
what is your secret? You are, I don't even know what age you are now. I'm a million. She's a million. <laughs> like, guys, a million, a million for real? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is your secret to help you stay looking young, staying fit? You know, I, I'm sure a lot of women ask you this constantly, but for those who don't know you, who is going to be listening to this podcast, what are your some of your personal secrets that keep you looking young and um, staying looking amazing? Well, most of it is food. Sometimes it's not so much about what I eat. It's potentially about what I don't eat. So I am always trying to keep things low inflammation. Mm -hmm. So I have taken out things like dairy, um, have taken out gluten. You know, I'm just super... Um, super vigilant about my diet and I stay constant not to say that I don't have you know cheats and whatever but for the past you know I'm 40 soon to be 48 so for the past eight years it's been a pretty constant mm -hmm. you know just staying on that diet um I think that has more than anything changed um I think it's the fountain of youth personally mm -hmm. But I have also love fitness and um, at 40, soon to be 48, you know, it's um, it is just about having uh, strength to and that endurance to go on about your day. It doesn't get any easier. I mean, some <laughs> some of your listeners are like moms of babies and you're like, this is you know, this is the hardest point. Now, just go have some teenagers and right. see what that's like. I mean, I've had to stay fit. Yeah, I've had to stay fit just to keep up with my kids and their lifestyle. Um, so really, I mean, food, fitness and sleep. Those are my three sort of pillars to um, how I stay feeling good. And then everything else just, you know, can fall into place after that. Yeah. No. At 48, so many say, oh, my God, I'm so old. You know, why should I start now? Why should I put myself through all of that? But what is the true reason why? Uh, well, all I know is it's, it's, you know, we're not going to have anything, you know, this is today. It doesn't get any better than this. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as how, you know, I mean, things progressively change. I feel, mm -hmm. you know, a lot different than I did at 40, as far as maybe my energy level, I never thought that would change. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, I'm a little more tired than I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, the reality, honestly, of what it's going to look like at 58 and 68, you don't have you're not already in it you better start because i don't want to be of just my own personal goal like i want to be walking upright mm -hmm. and i want to be there when i am and you know those are my reasons why i just keep going and i mean certainly part of it is you know I like to feel good in my clothes. Um, I don't want that to end. I want to feel sassy for a little while longer, you know, <laughs> like I don't want to. So I want to make that end. Yeah. So if you are 48 and you haven't felt sassy yet, like now's the time to start because you can't, you can do that. What does it feel like to be sassy at 48? <laughs> Um, well, I just got to put this on the record. So, okay. So what does it feel like? Okay. Sassy at 48 is 
confident and um, really, I mean, at, at 40, you start to really care. It's a it's a wonderful gift when you can start caring less about what people think mm -hmm. automatically happens. And then, you know, like I like to, I mean, Jay and I like to travel. Um, I want to wear a bikini and feel good about it. Mm -hmm. And all those things, I mean, I don't want to get like really personal, but but I'm going to because, but you know, like who doesn't want to have wear their bikini and feel good about themselves and have a good sex life up, up until the very end? Like, oh, we only get one time around. <laughs> All that That's, matters. I know it's that uh, that all matters, and you want like I want to keep hold of it as long as possible. You know, and guys, it matters because she's taken the initiative to do everything that it takes to make those things work, and to make herself feel better, and to make herself look better. How many hours do you spend in the gym? Not working a lot. on your fitness. Not a lot. Um, you know, I have really, um, not to say I didn't used to kill myself, mm -hmm. like work out twice a day. Um, but, um, really just an intentional hour. And I will say that's where a power of a trainer comes in because mm -hmm. it really does help to have somebody help you. I mean, that's the best part about this, you know, having, having friends and community as people, you know, helping you reach your goals. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think it's super powerful. And that's sort of where, you know, I hope my business comes in too, because I'm just as concerned as your trainer is for your help that, you know, you're getting where you want to be. And um, there's no reason to do it alone. And I work with a lot of fitness communities that make you sort of accountable to show up and they're super supportive. Um, you know, there's trainers, there's, there's all those resources. Um, I don't have time most than an hour to spend. So I just try to get as intentional as possible with that hour. Um, advertisement for your business. Um, well, I like to I have to consider myself a walking billboard for my business. Um, yeah, that's important to me mm -hmm. that, you know, there's a lot of competition in the meal prep business. Um, and I feel like I mean, I feel like what's maybe I've watched them all come and go like mm -hmm. and they do come and go pretty quick. Um, you know, it's important to when I'm designing the menu or thinking about what people, you know, the variety, it's really because I'm right there in it with mm -hmm. the people who are, you know, we all, we're all just in it together. And I'm, um, yeah, I would like to think I'm the walking billboard because I'm just trying to do what everyone else is trying to do. And that's just feel good, take good care of my kids, um, you know, be a good human and feel good about it. Yeah. What do you think the the motto for fresh fit 405 is when it comes to um, the community that you serve well um here's um the community that i serve a is incredibly you know i didn't have an entrepreneurial spirit when i you know i didn't really uh, I want to start my own business. Um, Jay really helped me figure it out. Um, way to and go, it, Jay. I know, way to go, Jay. <laughs> and it was really about serving people. Um, I, like I said, I was getting divorced and, you know, 
when you show up at your lawyer's office and they're like, you need to go back to school and you need to do, you know, you need to go find a job and it needs to pay you this much. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll go do that. And it felt like um, when I was going to go do what my lawyer suggested I do, it was like I was getting choked out. I wanted to be in the health and fitness world because it was my passion. Um, so... So that's, um, you know, not doing that, um, not being a part of the community, not being a part of helping people feel better with their food was, I mean, it was the only thing I wanted to do. And that was the most important part to me was serving. What was it that Jay said to you that made you take that leap of faith? Uh, he said, you're a really good cook. <laughs> Okay. And no, and he said, you should be, because I would, you know, make lunch or why would take, mm -hmm. and he would be like, you need to do this for other people. Um, and I was like, nah, no, <laughs> I'll just do it for you. Um, and, you know, I, like I said, I didn't think about starting my own business. I thought I should go get a paycheck, you mm -hmm. know, because that's what I should do because I'm now a single mother and that would make the most sense. And he really encouraged me to step out in, you know, in faith and in fear and just do it anyways. Mm -hmm. um, he's would always say you're too good not to, like you, you need to try it. Keep him. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good partner, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just want to speak on that because one of my favorite actors, um, Denzel Washington, he was at a college and he was talking about how when a lot of us are in school. It's almost like we are trained to focus on nothing but a nine to five job. Mm -hmm. And he spoke a lot about schools not teaching us to become entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. What was it for you that made you have that wow factor when you open the doors to 405 and you go, today I'm now a entrepreneur. Well, I wish it was one day <laughs> that I, it was a couple years of, um, you know, just trying to believe in the process. And that's where, you know, you really, when you are starting a business, I think it's uh, super powerful to, um, surround yourself with people who have already done it because I didn't know anything about starting a business. I had never considered starting a business. I thought I've obviously I was thinking a paycheck is just the way to go. That's just the sure thing. It was a, it felt really risky. I didn't know anything about taking risks. Um, and what I, and I thought, you know, I saw Jay running businesses and but he's also a risk taker. Like I saw him doing other things that were riskier, like, you know, whatever it was in sports or working, you know, workouts or whatever. Um, and so I was like, oh, well, that's not me. So he really helped me understand that failure, um, you know, doesn't need to be because I mean, that was it. It was fear of failure. Like, oh, I'm not going to step out and take the risk because what if I fail? Well, what if you fail? Like I didn't know you could learn lessons from failure. Like mm. I had lived that um, safe of a life. 
And so he really helps me realize that when you fail, like that's it doesn't have to end there. You mm -hmm. just it's just kind of what we were talking about when you have a bad day with a cookie. Like it doesn't end there. You have tomorrow right. to try again and do better. Um, so that was sort of so the entrepreneurial uh, it it took. I mean, I cried for probably two years straight. I'm not gonna because it was a hard business to start on my own. It was a lonely feeling, and I would be like, I think I want a partner. And Jay would Jay would be like, You fit. You've already figured it out. You just have to stay with it. Um, and I would make the food, <clears throat> and then I would wake up the next morning at four a.m. and deliver it. And I'd cry all the way to delivery, <laughs> and I was like. I don't know. I don't know if I have what it takes. Um, what, was so, the, what was the doubt that was going through your head? Well, the doubt was really if I could ever really get it to where I needed it to go. And I thought, um, you know, I in the end, I learned that a, the slow roll was was OK and that I could figure out how to work my processes to get it to grow. And I did find asking for help, like getting help was huge. I was a girl who like uh, did everything on my own and took a only found staff and asked them to help me. And they said yes. And then, you know, that lightened my load. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's there's that process of um, I don't know I, I don't doubt myself as much as I used to that's for sure um, I think because I've really I've learned the lessons I mean I would come home and tell Jay be like oh my gosh this happened like can you believe this happened to me today <laughs> I would tell him some story he's like yep sounds about right and I'd be like really that happened to you he'd be like yep I'm like oh okay that's normal okay so I guess I'll go and keep on going so it really did help that he knew what it was like. Um, and that's what I would encourage anyone who is starting a business, just surround yourself with people who have done it because they can help you. They can normalize it for you. They can say, yeah, yes, I've been there and I persevered. And so can you. So that is so important. I felt like I'm actually having the same conversation that I had with Jamie when she was, I'm like, babe, you went to college to become a personal trainer and you're working at a college as a student advisor. Does it make sense? Find your independence by going and taking the leap of faith to follow what you went to school for. Right. Which wasn't easy. And um, it took some years. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of hustle. Um, and you have to be your biggest cheer. Like you have to be your biggest cheerleader. And some days you've got it and some days you don't. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, nothing is more exhausting, but it's also hugely fulfilling. Like nothing mm -hmm. has fulfilled me more than than owning a business. Like it's super fun. Like I, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go get a paycheck <laughs> from somebody anymore. <laughs> and how long have you been in business now as an entrepreneur? So this is about the fourth year. I'm um, going into the fourth year. So yeah. What would you say to Sarah four years ago? Oh my gosh. If well, you had a moment to talk to her. Well, what would I say to her? 
Uh, <laughs> I guess that's not going to be good. But I would tell her that, um, you know. You wouldn't be the first person. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. I would tell her that if she's like, she's got what it takes. Like, uh, you know, you've got, you've got grit. You can do it. And, um, you know, and uh, you will find your people and you will find your way and you will fall down and you will get back up every single time. You know, guys, I want to put this out on air right now, but, you know, I've asked several people within the food industry that um, to come on the podcast. All of them turned it down. Not for whatever reason or not, for whatever reason. But the reason why I want people to come on that are entrepreneurs, that are running their own business, that are helping others in their life in a positive way, because you don't hear how the people got to where they are today and everything that they went through to become the business the person they are today. All you see is the billboard. Right. You see overnight success. That's it. And that was totally what I thought happened. I thought, oh my gosh, all these people are just an overnight success. And um, what I've learned is, I mean, I've met after starting my own business, certainly people, entrepreneurs who are super successful. Um, But what is interesting is I'm not nearly as successful, but we understand each other. Like Mm -hmm. there's an understanding. They remember what it's like. Um, We have similar stories to tell. It might be different scale, but it's all, they have the same frustrations. They were not overnight successes. Um, And no, we don't hear, you kind of talked about um, Denzel Washington talking about you know, what you're told in school. We're not told that we can go start our own businesses. Mm -hmm. Unless you have um, that, you know, that model to you, then maybe you do it, you know, but otherwise you're like, yeah, I'm just going to go work for the man. I'm just going to go, you know, go to this soul sucking job I'm going to go do because I have to. But um, yeah. So if yes, entrepreneurship, especially um, when I see women who want to step out in it, I'm just you know, excited for them because it's a life-changing experience. It, it really is. You know, I think one of me and Jamie's biggest arguments about her job and why I wanted her to take that leap of faith was, I'm just going to say it, <laughs> was about insurance. Hmm. Like, God. Entrepreneurs don't have insurance. They can't get insurance. They don't make enough money. I'm like, no, honey, your work pays for your insurance. You are making what you want. You pay for your insurance. It's the same. Yeah. Well, I think the security, you know, we're definitely conditioned to want the security of Mm -hmm what a big corporation can, you know, working for a big corporation can do for you. Um, it is a vulnerable feeling to be like, I'm just going to go, um, <laughs> whatever, you know, do this and see what happens. Um, yeah, so it is. It's an interesting fight within yourself to sort of um, 
think about doing it a new way. And it is, I'm sure Jamie found out it's empowering to, you know, it's super motivating when you're like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go get myself insurance. And I mean, these become your whys of why you end up working mm -hmm. so hard because you're like, I'm going to, I'm funding my, <laughs> funding my life. I got to go do this. Mm -hmm. So. What is it that motivates you every week to put out amazing meals for people to enjoy? Well, I mean, really the motivation is just and the opportunities that I get to meet with people who are looking for food. I was just at a gym this past weekend um, with their doing a weight loss challenge. And, you know, I don't get to see the face of my customer that often. You know, I'm in the kitchen a lot. Um, so I got to spend the weekend with them and they, you know, just have no idea where to start and they have no idea what to do. And that's really my motivation. I mean, I'm just like trying to affect people's lifestyle. Um, and, you know, and I also, my motivation would be now that I have employees, I mean, I got to show up for them. Like mm -hmm. they're, they're depending on me as much um, as my kids are to make this business happen and put out good food. Um, we don't, you know, we want to work as a team really well and we want to make the best, mm -hmm. best product. And that's um, really, I think, wonderfully unique in what the people that I have found to help me, you know, they've all like, they're like, let's help people like, okay. I mean, whether or not they're particularly into it themselves, you know, they're young kids and they just want to be part of something positive. Yeah. You know, it, it's such a fulfilling thing when you feel like you've stumbled upon that very thing that not only changes your personal life, but it's changing someone else's life. And so this is going to lead into my next question for you. What is your biggest weight loss from someone who has been consistent with? Well, that is a good question. Um, you know, I have not, and Jay will say, I have not tracked it like that. Um, it's interesting, maybe because I'm not, maybe because I am in the kitchen and mm -hmm. haven't really had a chance, you know, long term, I'd love to be more out there. I don't see myself cooking as much and I'm more, you know, talking to people. Mm -hmm. So I don't get to hear a lot of the total weight loss stories. Um, I know this is what I know. I know that when I see, I know I have a ton of repeat customers and they're doing really well. Okay. Um, that's what I know. I wish that I, you know, had a lot of before and after pictures, but, but I know they're doing good. No, that's perfect because I feel like so many times when people are listening to different podcasts like this or others when it comes to eating or eating, you know, different meals, it's really about how that person is feeling and the reason why they are coming back. Right, right. So my question for you is, what is it about Fresh Fit 405? that people keep coming back? Um, well, I do believe it. I think it's the quality of the ingredients, number one. And I've worked really hard to make sure that that has always um, stayed at the level I started with. Mm -hmm. I mean, I am a picky, you know, this started this business for all the reasons <laughs> I started it. It also feeds me and my family. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, like I want the best 
product. I'm picky. Um, so I feel like that is people are like, it's restaurant grade meal prep. And it is. It's um, it is good product. I think people also come back, hopefully, um, because there's a lot of variety and they can trust the ingredients to be clean. And obviously they are feeling better because they come back. Um, then I think they know, I think I work really hard, even though we don't always know each other. I sure pretend like we do and I want to know them. So hopefully it's customer service. Um, I try to just, you know, act like they're my friends on social media because they are like, we would be friends. If I was meeting them, I would want to know all about them. Um, and so hopefully I think those are the reasons they come back. Um, and it's just a, you know, it's just an easy, it's an easy kind of no brainer. Like I'm just going to order my food. Sarah's going to take care of it. And then I, you know, I get to move on with my life and, and do other things that I want to do. That's awesome. I'm going to ask you a tough question. Okay. I'm ready. Get ready. What are the three things Sarah is most passionate about? Hmm. Okay. Most passionate about. Um, well, I would say I am most passionate about the love of my life over there, sitting over there on his phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> my kids, mm -hmm. like, I have three boys. They are all sorts of madness. Um, they're teenagers and I love them like crazy. And that will make me cry. And then really just, um, I mean, I am passionate about getting out a message of um, what it likes to, what it is like to feel better mm -hmm. in your skin. Yeah. As a, as a mom in a business such as, you know, helping people, how has it inspired you personally going through this process and where do you see yourself in the future? Well, um, in the future, I know I really am just trying to just grow um, my business and raise my kids. Um, you know, we have I have sometimes grand, grandiose plans of, you know, making it. Well, I tell Jay, I'm like, I'm going to be a household name in Oklahoma City. Like, people are okay. going to know this. I'm going to be this. I'm going to walk in and they're going to be like, that's that's Sarah. Like, she's the girl who does the food. Like, that's really what I want to reach this community. Um, and then I think about reaching all the other communities um, in the United States. But, um, yeah, I mean, I have no idea where it will go. I try to just stay open and curious. Yeah. What would it take for you to accomplish that? Oh my gosh, <laughs> it would take a lot, but really, um, it's just really just adding to what I already have. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, I'm really happy Jay and I has, has helped me create a really great, easy process of a website. It's really just building on what is already mm -hmm. there. Um, and just trying to, to grow it as much as we can. Where can people find you find fresh fit 405? Go ahead. Okay. Well, uh, the website is the best place to find us. So freshfit405.com. And then I really love Instagram. So freshfit405 um, on Instagram. You can join my Facebook page, freshfit405. Um, the Facebook page is really kind of a nice spot to get reminders, see the menu, um, you know, 
ask any questions. And then, so those are the really the three places. Now that you mentioned the menu, does the menu change every week? How does this work so people that are listening will know? The menu changes every week. Um, you know, the one thing with meal prep is it takes a lot of prep. Um, so we do have cutoff dates that are cutoff times that do get to be a little confusing in the beginning. Um, so we deliver on Tuesdays and Fridays. Um, in order to get your meals on Tuesday, you have to get your order in the Friday before. And to get your meals on Friday, you have to get your order in the Wednesday before. So you have to like, it does take a plan. You have to be intentional. But, um, you know, hopefully someday we have a retail spot. Um, we do deliver free to several area gyms. That's all listed on the website. So, so there you go, guys. If you're interested in a Fresh Fit 405, she told you where to go. Be sure to check it out. Trust me, you won't go wrong. The food is amazing. I have used them plenty of times. My clients is starting to use them now. They came in the gym the other day. He was absolutely raving about it. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's happening. So guys, this is Daryl Terrell with The Real World and Sarah Von On, the owner of Fresh Fit 405, and we're out. Thank you. Thank you. That was fun. <laughs>